There you go. But um, they are very gifted teachers. They teach in our public school system, both of them. And they have two amazing, wonderful, I told them I wouldn't embarrass them, but, you know, I fibbed a little bit, children. And uh, I just, I love these kids. They're just awesome. And um, they're just uh, a great family. And that's what Valley Community Church is about, a family. Uh, Some of you come and you're hurting because you don't feel like you have family. This is family. And how God created the church was to be that example of the home coming into the church and letting us shine. So uh, next week, bring those that you know of that age and let them have uh, a great time and being introduced to all these wonderful couples that are going to love them, encourage them, and release them into what God called them to. Well, let's go ahead and conclude the series that we have been teaching in the last five weeks. This will be, I believe, our sixth week. We've been talking about living a kingdom lifestyle. And in that, we took you to Psalm 103, and in Psalm 103, it talks about the benefits of living in a kingdom lifestyle. So let me list to you what we have taught. We've taught on, we have absolute forgiveness. Nothing can hold you back. Jesus Christ did the work on the cross. We have absolute revelation of that Jesus Christ took took stripes on his back for our healing. We learned about his loving kindness. Many people, even those that go to church, think that God is an ogre God, that he's a God that's going to hold things against you. And we learned about God's loving kindness. And in that loving kindness, that basically he is a, a hugging God. We have lost that touch with covid but that's going to come back soon. But we, we do our virtual hugs. We, we do all of that to try to remedy our need for one another because in this covenant relationship that we have with God, we have this relationship with God and with one another. There's not one person in this house that is alone. I'm going to say that again. You're not alone. You have someone here that is your family. Matter of fact, everyone is your family that are born again. We also learned about redemption, that there are things that the enemy did with sin that would want to hold you back from the things that God called you to. You see it in life. You see it in in separation and hurt and anger and unforgiveness. But we have redemption that we one day all will be with the Lord in heaven. And today, we want to talk about that when you understand the benefit of God, you and I have total satisfaction. Total satisfaction. So living a kingdom lifestyle brings a satisfaction that nothing else can. Psalm 103, let's read it again, verse 1 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Matter of fact, we, we taught this, is it's your responsibility to tell yourself, bless God. I can't make you. 
Your friend can't make you. Your spouse can't make you. You have to choose yourself to bless God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. And look at verse 5. Who satisfies, everyone say satisfy. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Verse 5 basically says that you and I are satisfied, that there's not one thing in our life that can hold us back from taking a deep breath and saying, life is good. But pastor, I go through a lot. I'm going through something that's awful. I know. In this life, you will have tribulation But be of good cheer, God has overcome the world. But if you recognize you're not looking at your situation, you're looking at what God promised and who God is, then that's when your satisfaction will come in your life. This is a result of a benefit, that your youth is renewed. Isn't that amazing? We're talking about our youth group. The benefit of satisfaction is renewed on a daily basis when you seek God. So let me talk to you about five things today regarding this satisfaction. The first thing is let's talk about what is satisfaction. What does the Bible mean when it says satisfaction, that you will be satisfied? The word here in the Hebrew, satisfies, is translated in the English to be full. To be full. The psalmist is saying, He causes our mouth to be full of good things. The word actually means that you are so full that you can't eat anymore. You can't receive anything more. Have you ever gone to a restaurant, all you can eat, and you said that very thing? I am so full, I can't eat another bite. That is what the scripture is telling you. If you recognize what it means to live a kingdom lifestyle, you will be full satisfied, fully satisfied. Now, that's what the word satisfies implies. Living a kingdom lifestyle, you are filled to overflowing. Can you imagine having so many good things that you have too many? Can you imagine a life that you have so much inside you of God that you understand who God is and what he's doing for you and his promises that you have too many blessings? Well, bottom line, Scripture, we won't teach on this, talks to us about that we are so full of the blessings of God, we need to give it away to one another. We need to be a blessing to one another. So the Hebrew word actually says, you're so full, you are actually on the verge of becoming or being weary. There is so much that you have that you are exhausted with the love of God that is bringing to you. Now, some of you are saying, Pastor, I've never felt that way. There's always been needs in my life. In this world, again, you will have tribulation. 
but be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. He will meet your need. The situation or the things of life doesn't meet your need. So thinking, Lord, you're going to have to stop because you're wearing me out. See, that's where God wants you and I to get. He wants you and I to get to a place where we understand him so well, who he is so well, that we become weary of the love that he's given us. We've never experienced that kind of love. We've never experienced that kind of forgiveness. But there are a lot of people that serve the Lord that are going to go to heaven because they became born again, but they haven't experienced the fullness of God yet because they're looking outside the kingdom of God for their satisfaction. See, God is not only able to save you, to heal you, to deliver us, but he is able to make us completely happy and satisfied. That's what these five benefits that we're teaching on is all about. The psalmist wrote, he is a worship person. He worshiped God. He knew God. And he gave us in Psalm 103 the five basic benefits of living a Christian lifestyle. So let me give you the second thing that we need to discuss. What is the meaning in the Scripture, verse 5, or the word mouth? What does that mean? What does the word, he satisfies your mouth? Most of the time, the same word here in the Hebrew is translated in the Bible, ornament. So when I read this, and I was studying this quite a long time ago, I saw that the word meant ornament. Ornament is outside adornments. And so what we just learned about the satisfaction, what, what is God talking about? What is the psalmist saying? So my study of its meaning is God satisfies us literally with things outwardly. Hmm. But there's a false doctrine in the church abroad that says poverty is godly. Godliness is that you're living in poverty. And God doesn't want you to have new things. God doesn't want you to have nice things. God doesn't want you to be happy. God wants you to be miserable. And that's this doctrine that's taught some in, in, in people in the church, and it is opposite of Scripture. Let's look at John 3.16. John 3.16 doesn't say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son so he can make us miserable. Does it say that in John 3.16? No. So he can make us happy. It's okay to have good things, but just hear what I'm about to say. It's okay to have good things, but it's not okay to have your heart go after them. In other words, go after things to make you happy. Because if you go after things to make you happy, you can have everything in the world. You're still going to seek something else. But if you know it's God and everything that he's done for you and everything that he has and what he's given you, this is truth that you will be satisfied. And speaking of the mouth, spiritually, the mouth in Scripture represents the heart. You question that? Let me read you Luke 6, 45. 
So as a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So the conclusion of satisfying our mouth is God satisfies our heart. You ever had a broken heart? God can satisfy that. When you understand who he is. See, again, the scripture we used in this series, speaking of Moses in Israel, the Bible said, made a a distinction. Moses knew God's ways. Moses knew who God was and what he has promised. Israel knew his acts, his miracles. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because we serve a miracle-working God. But the reality is, is we have to dig deeper as Christians to know God, to know his ways. So that when things go haywire, we get a broken heart. We have things that go on in our life that hurt us. That what we do is we know God's ways and we know that wasn't God's plan. God's plan is never to hurt us. God's plan is never to come and, and just, you know, slap us around and say, you deserve that. You know, we don't deserve any of that from God because he sent Jesus to die for us. That's why we understand the benefits. That's why when, when Jack and Lisa came to me and said identity for the name of the youth group, I thought that is perfect because that's what God wants you to understand. Your identity is based upon God. Not what you have, not what's going on in your life, not if it's good or bad. It's God. It's who he is. My life, everything in my life is based upon who God is for me. Now you say, Pastor, well, is that kind of selfish? No. He's dad. As we talked about in this series, some of you don't know the love of of a dad or father. Some of you don't know the love of a mother. But I want to tell you, God is all. I hear all the time, and and true, if you don't know God, this can happen. That if you didn't have a father or a mean father or abusive father, that it could really destroy your life. But when you understand God, he satisfies you. And your heart is healed. And that's where your mouth begins to speak the things of the Lord. That's where you become a great worshiper with great meaning from your heart. So God satisfies our inward desires with good things. Psalm 84, 11, look at the scripture. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly or walk in his righteousness, or walk in his ways. Proverbs 18.22, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Did you know that Terry is my good thing? (laughs) And she fulfills me. 
I don't seek after anybody else. Matter of fact, to me, I'm just going to use a term of a long time ago. Seeking somebody else, to me, that's gross. I have everything, and her name is Terry. Terry is a gift from God to and for me. And some of you have a broken heart because you've gone through hard times in life of broken relationships. God wants to satisfy us with good things, and the heart refers to your soul if you study Scripture. Ecclesiastes 6.3. If a man begets a hundred children, back then having children was the blessing from God, and it was, hundred children, and lives many years, so that the days of his years are many, but his, listen to what it says, but his soul is not satisfied with goodness, seeing God as the goodness, or indeed he has no burial. In other words, he's got all these kids, but really no family. I say that a stillborn child is better than he. He would rather not have even been born. Now that's kind of harsh, isn't it? But Scripture is telling you, it's given you a symbolic gesture of a pain that some people go through. Some people go through in life, and, and people have asked the question, well, I don't even know why they're born with everything they've gone through, all the junk and all the attack of the enemy. But I just want to tell you that when you see Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5 correctly, your heart will be satisfied. Brokenness will be healed. Your life will be transformed. There will be a new life. Doesn't mean that everybody even in church is nice. I think everybody in this church is nice. But you know, once in a while, we don't get so nice of people. And they're mean, they're angry. A lot of times it's because they don't see God like we're teaching right now. And they're hurting. And we need to be big enough to help people when they're having struggle in their life. See, the satisfaction is for your soul, for your heart to be full. All right, let's go to the third thing we want to talk about. So then, we know this, but who is the one who satisfies? Well, let me ask you. We learned in Psalm 103, who forgives? Who heals? Who crowns? Remember that? Who crowns you? The answer is the Lord. Then who satisfies? The Lord and him only. Because my wife is a gift from God. Your brother is a gift from God. Your sister is a gift from God. My friends here are gifts from God. And if they go haywire, if they do something wrong, I'm not dissatisfied. And I'm going to say this. It's their problem. I will try to help them. How do I help them? Become, you know, a place where they can beat up? No. I help them by showing them God and showing them the love of God. Remember Psalm 103, 1 and 2. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The reason we have to answer the who is because we look always in the wrong places for satisfaction. Even us that have known the Lord for a long time. No one and nothing can satisfy you except God. If there's anything you learn here today, it's not really a jump up and down exciting statement, but no one or nothing can satisfy you except God. Nothing. Your spouse, job, house, car, trophies cannot satisfy. Only Jesus can satisfy you. You say, well, that's just flippant religious talk. No, it isn't. Church, we've talked about it in this series. It's about relationship. I know. I heard it times in my life too. Things don't go perfect in my life either all the time. But because I see life properly in kingdom mentality and reality, when I hurt, I know who to go to. When I suffer wrong towards me, I know who to go to. When I'm rejected, I know who to go to. And I promise you as a pastor, I've been rejected before. You can have a terrible job and still be satisfied. I tell people all the time, when you get a job and you don't like your boss, okay, maybe your boss is not very nice. But you still can be satisfied. I've seen so many people quit jobs because of someone. I'm just not satisfied with that job. Well, then you're not satisfied with God. And sometimes those same people say, well, you know, God led me to this job. Oh, okay. So God led you to the job so you could be dissatisfied? No, he led you to the job because maybe it's a step for the next job. But be faithful in that job and allowing God to satisfy you even though the boss is a jerk. Am I getting too? All right, all right, let's go on. Because why? Because you have an ongoing, personal, passionate, head-over-heels relationship with your Father God. By the way, let me ask you from last week, if you weren't here and you didn't watch this last week, then let me say this to you. Did you get a hug last week from God? Did you stop for a moment, maybe chuckle a little bit, I've never done this before, Did you get a hug from God? Because he's trying to hug you. He's trying to tell you it's okay. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. I'm there. You're not alone in this thing. See, dissatisfaction comes because we are looking somewhere else or someone else for satisfaction. Now, again, I'm not saying this. If you're in a dead-end job, that I'm not saying you can't believe God for another one. Believe God for another job, but be satisfied because he's your satisfaction. You can be satisfied and still be pressing forward to something new. It's called believing God regarding any situation. So here's the truth. I'm trying to bring you to a place here in conclusion of this series. Here's the truth. 
The longing of your heart to become satisfied only comes through Jesus Christ. Psalm 103, verse 7, look at this. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. Most people seek after the acts of God. God, I need you to do something for me. God, I'm desperate. Do it. God's saying, how about if I hug you first and tell you it's okay so you can hear what I'm saying to you for the next step through your pain. God, you're not talking to me. And he's saying, because you're yelling at me, you can't hear me. Moses sought after God's ways or sought after him, who he really is. Well, I read a book the other day, Who God Was. Well, what's that book say? Does it have scripture? Well, you know, God, he just wants you to be poor. Where does it say that? It said poor in spirit. That's talking about humbling yourself so that you can receive him as Lord and Savior of your life. It's not talking about poverty. 1 John 2, verses 15 through 17. I'm going to say this before I read it. Fringe Christians will never be satisfied. They'll jump from church to church. They'll jump from, from home to home. They'll jump from job to job. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, three things he names, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Abides forever. In a couple of months, I'm going to be talking to you about abiding in God. And we're going to see this in fullness. But most people try to get satisfied in the three areas, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And these three will never satisfy you. Let me say it this way. Satisfaction is a benefit of a walk with God. Is a benefit of a walk with God. Now I'm going to say it a different way. Satisfaction is a benefit of not a position with God, even though we have position with God. It's a walk. It's a relationship. It's fellowship. It's talking. It's listening. <clears throat> Some of you might say, well, I got one now. Is, uh, can you imagine uh, a relationship, a boyfriend-girlfriend, where it's only the, the young lady that talks and the guy never talks? Can you imagine a marriage where the guy never listens? <laughs> Just saying. Or the lady never listens? You have that type. This is, it's one-sided. God, God, God. Shh, shh, shh. God, God, God. Shh, shh, shh. God, God. Getting tired of that yet? Yeah. God doesn't get tired of you. But what you do is you tire yourself out. Instead of just taking a deep breath whatever, wherever you're at and saying, God, I'm going back to who you are. 
and I'm going to receive your benefit for me. The world can be falling apart around you, and you can still be satisfied. Now, I am against, I, I get tired of this sometimes. I'm a faith guy. I'm a guy that teaches the prosperity of God, and it includes finances. But I am against a get-rich-quick system. You need to work hard on this. It's not, oh, pastor, that was pretty good. Uh, okay, you sit in your car and say, okay, God, just, I don't even have to go to lunch now. I'm going to be filled to overflowing. That's not how it works. It takes hard work to do it. You want to get promotion in a regular job? You got to work hard. You got to show the boss you're worth it. Well, why do I have to do that? Because that's kingdom realities. If you don't work, you don't eat, the Bible says. Now, that's the system of the kingdom that brings the benefit of God. So, as I'm saying this, we've, we've spent six weeks on this, a month and a half, but the reality is, is sometimes we have a tendency to pray when it's hard, and we don't allow God to be part of our life on a daily basis. Paul said, I pray daily. I pray often. I pray all the time. Now, that doesn't mean you have to get your notes and notepad and get your Bible and pray. You know, just there are times I'm busy and I'm going from one thing to another, and I said, Lord, help me in this situation. I need your help. I can't do this without you. Thank you. And I'm satisfied that I can go in and handle the situation. Everyone that wants it quick never get it and are dissatisfied. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. See, hope deferred is walking away from Jesus. All right, here's the fourth one. I got to hurry up. We, we have a time frame, but sometimes you just need to know God's got something to say. Here's the fourth. What is the result of satisfaction? The answer is your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, I've heard teachings of, of um, the eagles and stuff, and I've really gone in. I, I love science. I love all that. I've gone into it, and a lot of times what they talk about the eagle, it's not really true. But let me give you what the eagle, what happens, how God created the eagle. To have one's youth renewed like the eagle is to be renewed, restored to your original state. When you become born again, you've been restored to your original state. No sin. State of perfection and strength in the Lord before mankind sinned. All right? So here's the explanation of bald eagle. There's five years of development to adulthood in the bald eagle. And they go through one of the most varied plumage changes. During its first four weeks of life, an eaglet's fluffy white down changes to gray woolly down. At about five weeks, brown and black feathers begin to grow. It becomes fully feathered at 10 weeks of age. As the eagles go through the many steps of life, the creator, who we know who we are, Jesus Christ, provides the feathers for the different stages of life basically renewing as it matures to adulthood. Romans 12, 2 says, 
And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed. Here's how we are renewed. By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Renewing your mind to the word of God. Ephesians 4.23 says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Colossians 3.10 says, And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him and who created him. So the eagles is renewed every year for the first five years. So watch this. Here's, here's what I want you to see. A bald eagle's lifespan used to be 100 years old. Now it's between 40 and 50. Their eyes never dim. Their eyesight is four times better than our eyes. But let me, let me just kind of give you a spiritual content of that. Your spiritual eyes will never dim if you keep your heart stayed on him. No matter what's going on in this world physically, whatever goes on, your spiritual eyes will never dim. You can be 120 years old and still know the benefits of your God and walk in his kingdom lifestyle. The benefit is if you allow God to satisfy you, he will renew your youth. Again, I'm not saying you shouldn't believe for another job. <laughs> Going back to that thing, I'm saying you should not have worry or stress over it. What are you going to do? You're going to get your satisfaction from God. Here's the fifth and the last, and we'll close with this. How do you receive this satisfaction? How do you receive this every day? Because there's stuff going on in this world. How do you receive the things that God uh, has promised and the beautiful lifestyle that he's given? Is that you realize that your satisfaction is from him. Benefits are for full-time believers. Not when there's a fire. You go to the fireman. Benefits are for full-time believers, those who seek God on a daily basis. God gives all to those who give their all. God has all provision. He has all supply and all the benefits. So who, who does he give them to? Jesus told us in Matthew 16, verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, will find it. Can I ask you to stand with me, please? But whoever loses his life for my sake, what is his sake, his benefits, what he's promised? Being a full-time believer will find it. I'm going to pray for you in a moment. 
And I know that some of the things that you heard might have been kind of hard on you because you're going through a really rough trek today. But I want to tell you, God has appointed you this kingdom lifestyle. God, I I don't know how to do this. It's been hard. I didn't have a father. I didn't have a mother. I was abused. I had all all this evil that happened in the past. But I want to tell you, remember, he removes it. He's such a loving God, a hugging God. Right now, some of you, he's, he's hugging. He's wanting to hug you. He's wanting you to just take a deep breath and be satisfied in him. Even though all Hades has broke loose, even this week in your life. Stand and allow God to change you. You are kingdom lifestyle appointed. You have the ability to do There's not one person, no matter what has gone on in your life, and, I, and let me tell you, I'm a pastor, and I cry and I weep and I hurt for some of you with what you've gone through. But I want to tell you, my God can supply all your need. He's there. Live God's dream by living his ways. Father, I thank you for Valley Community Church, kingdom lifestyle appointed men and women, boys and girls that love you, that seek your face. Remove the lies of hell that says we can't receive love because we weren't loved. God, you transformed us when we became born again. And we can forgive and we can release those things that have devastated our lives in the past. In Jesus' name. And now we can take your promises and move forward in greatness in the kingdom of God. That new job is there waiting for us, but waiting for us to allow God to satisfy us and not the job. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, all is well. As the woman said to the prophet, he asked, how are things? And she said, all is well, even though her child was ill and her child had died. In Jesus' name, I proclaim a blessing over every person here. That the prosperity of God, the love of God, the forgiveness of God, the restoration power like the eagles will be renewed and we'll be like a bunch of young people running around excited for Jesus. And we give you honor and glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I love you. God bless you. Walk in his ways. from our shame Now by the blood of
the past This is the year of the Lord Here at the foot of the cross We are outsiders no more